Talk Recorded live. Welcome to Mr. Podcast with Claude and Justin. Today, uh, this is our True Blood podcast number eight. We're talking about True Blood episode 312, Evil is Going On, the season three finale. Um, and we'll be talking about season three in general. Um, so, so evil is going on all over the place, apparently, in this episode. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You know, when I heard that title, I uh, I expected more evil. Mm-hmm. You know, I guess we got a little bit of evil. I mean, there's this, but it didn't seem like not as much, not as much as I yeah. had expected. The evil meter was a little bit low, I think. Yeah, especially for a finale. But again, you know, this show's finales are always a little bit kind of uh, blah. Mm-hmm. You know, they just sort of, uh, they're just sort of there. Let's wrap up the stories and move on. Yeah, I think the biggest problem for me is they, they're kind of just another episode and they just continue the storyline and wrap it up and it's just, I mean, you know, we talked in the last podcast about what we thought would happen with some of the big storylines, and pretty much everything happened like we figured it would. It was just like, well, uh, Eric can't die, so Sookie's going to have to save him. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, it's okay, that happened. You know, and, and it was so like, Bill was the only one who protested her saving him. Of course, as we absolutely predicted. Well, Pam sort of said don't, but, you know, after the fact, after they brought him in, but but it was just like, no one's going to tell Sookie what to do. She's going to do it anyway. Mm-hmm. So, of course. You know. Yeah. And I, you know, I think you have to you have to assume Eric was counting on that. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> to a certain degree. I mean, I think he's willing to die, but I think yeah. he's like, well, I think she'll save me if push comes to shove. Yeah. 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 Yeah, it wasn't the best uh, finale ever, but it was, it was a decent episode. I thought it was on par with the previous finale episodes. I mean, mm-hmm. you know, it, it 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 did about as well as they did, and uh, and as a regular episode, it was fine. You know, uh, it's just like when you have um, nine months or so until the next one. I, I don't know. Personally, I want more. Mm-hmm. I want something big to really digest, and it's just kind of. Not maybe they maybe they don't have really big finales since the timeline of the show is so sequential. Yeah, that's so true. So it's not like they have these major events for them would be every two weeks or something. Or, <laughs> you know, however long a season, yeah. it's a huge blowout, and it's not like they wait nine months to come. You know, and it's yeah, they follow the seasons or something. So that might be why true. they don't have huge explosive finales because you know. For the characters, they're they they're doing enough over you know the average you know yeah amount of drama is pretty huge for the time uh, that the show is taking place. So yeah, yeah. But it does suck. Good point. Want to want to see you know just as a fan and watching the show, you want something to last and yes, you know. Her, yeah. you know, Suki going into the uh, other side. Okay, well. I'll wait to see what happens. Thanks, <laughs> yeah, we know zero about what that means. Um, mm-hmm. I mean, I'll just guess that, you know, she's zapped over to fairyland. Yeah. Uh, and, and so you next... You think that's somewhere in Europe? <laughs> uh, you know, I don't, but I guess it could be. I guess it could be. 
What if um, Fairyland is uh, the island from Lost? <laughs> oh, I wish. <laughs> oh, I wish. I'm just going to say there is a lot of light going on. You're right. A lot of, a lot of warm light. Light and light. water. And, and water, water light yeah. in it. And mm-hmm. uh, <sighs> that's a good point. But, yeah. yeah, I guess human beings don't have so many uh, so many descriptions of, uh, you know, heaven and creation, right? Mm-hmm. Security. It's water and it's light. Yep. <laughs> that's, that's all we can show you. That's all we got. I mean, we can combine them. <laughs> what else can it be? Put some water yeah. and light together. Yeah. Presto. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, so, I mean, now that I can see season three overall, I see that mm-hmm. really the fairy stuff is kind of a tease for next oh. season. Because mm-hmm. uh, they didn't really tell us anything. I mean, they told us that she is, and there's this place, and something, something, something. But uh, yeah. I'm guessing next season we'll probably open up with her there and learn, you know, more detail about where they are and who they are and what happened and stuff like that. Yeah, I this show seems to more than other shows, you know, speaking of, you know, they they don't have big big finales, but it seems like what they seem to do more than other shows is set up for the next season. Yeah. You know, like all of those storylines they introduce at the end of this season, it's like, well, you guys aren't, you know, Arlene's baby mm-hmm. and, and uh Jesus being yeah. a witch and all this stuff with Lafayette, and it's just like, okay, well, this is all set up for next season. Yeah. You know, and uh, even really Tara and Franklin, this whole thing, was really pushing her to leave and change her life or whatever, so it's, that's all next season, too. So Yes. They, they, they're they definitely conscious about where the show is going, and, they, and I think that's why the show changes so much. You know, I'm sure next season will be completely different, you know. Yeah. Tara somewhere else, and I don't know what Lafayette's doing. <laughs> he, he needs to be taught magic, apparently. So, uh, <laughs> you know, he needs to, he's going to get a cameo from Harry Potter or something. <laughs> yes. It's about time. Yeah. I mean, now that we got officially witches as part of the story, I mean, mm-hmm. why not? Yeah. I, I it, this. It's, it's getting, it's getting crazy. I mean, I guess, we talked about it last time, the sort of, you know, supernatural creatures is one thing, but then it's like, oh, and then there's magic. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, really? Mm-hmm. Oh, dear. We're really, uh, we're really a fantasy show now. Well, as Carl Sagan would say, you know, magic is just a, a dance <laughs> technology, right? Sure, 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 Carl, whatever. <laughs> I can mangle his quote. Uh, yeah. So. No, I don't. I think that was. Um, uh, wasn't that? Uh, oh, is that Carl Sagan? Did I get it wrong? I, I want to say was... that's like Isaac Asimov or hmm. Arthur C. Clarke or something like that. Some author. I guess Carl Maybe Sagan is an author. But... Yeah, it's either Sagan or Clark. I feel like I thought it was Sagan though, but uh... okay. There's no way to find out, so. Yeah, we can't. We'll just never know. No, no. There's no way to. There's no resource. (laughs) 
So I just I remember um, a ton of people were saying that quote at the end of Lost, or really mm-hmm. during not at the end of Lost, but during season six of Lost when they were showing like fairly fantastical things. Um, you know, they were saying, "Well, hey, you know, maybe all maybe all this is technology after all, and it'll mm-hmm. just turn out that it's stuff from the future, and you know." That, mm-hmm. that none of that was true. It wasn't. No. It, it, it really is just a magical island, um, and I think that's the way True Blood is as well. I think uh, I don't think there's yeah. really technology going on. Um, but you're right in that. Uh, uh, you're you're right to say that uh, we were right that a lot of those plots just were not going to be resolved in the last episode. Mm -hmm. And so they did what, again, we predicted, which is just to escalate them a bit or give us a bit more on them. Yeah. You know, Lafayette gets some specific visions of things and gets the reveal about Jesus, and and that's where we leave it. Mm -hmm. You know. So what did you think of the episode overall? Uh, you know, I, I I enjoyed it. I thought it was good. Um, and I think it it basically met my expectations. Yeah, yeah, I'd say the same thing. So <laughs> I wasn't I wasn't completely uh, head over heels about it, but it was fun to watch and and a pretty good episode. So mm-hmm. yeah, I'd probably give it a uh, good uh, B. B plus maybe mm-hmm. something like that. Yeah, I, that's about right. I give the same thing. So some of the crazy storylines in this episode. I mean, you know, my jaw dropped when it, when when Jason was the leader of the, of the new people, and I'm like, what are you kidding me? Jason, Jason, you know, is, is the leader of these. Uh, he's got followers now. You yeah, know? like I, it's it's a little. That's a little. That was a little much for me. I, I couldn't believe what happened with that. Crystal takes off. You know, it, it, she really didn't ever want Jason. She just really didn't. <laughs> you know, like she just didn't. Uh, I really don't. Think he isn't gonna remember next season. No, he's not at all. He's not gonna remember how he got there. He doesn't. <laughs> he's not gonna remember that he wants to be a cop. He's not gonna remember any of that. He's not gonna remember photos about the sun. You know, like I'm telling you, Jason has memento disorder, and he just he's not gonna remember. Yeah, yeah. No, that was that was a big WTF of the episode for me, and mm-hmm. I don't mean that in a good way. <laughs> Yeah. It was just like it was just like uh uh I I really guys this is where this was going. Yeah. Like totally. now you're going to tell me Jason No, is... Jason, you need to leave them. <laughs> you need to help them. And then he's like, "Okay, tell me how." Like like there's like a three-step process or something. Right. Or like, you know, like it's, it's really simple. You feed them twice a day, change their litter box, uh, you know, open the blinds in the morning. You know, look out the window. They're basically cats. <laughs> yeah, they're not cats, Jason. Like, not going on a cruise for the week, you know. Like, this is like yeah, and it just seems bad. Folks. Like yeah. it seems like Jason is not the person for this job. He's like, not, and I and I will say I like the idea of 
of Jason having to rise to that challenge. Sure, sure. But, but I don't see any clear trajectory that there that that you know it just comes out no. of the field. Like if he had like learned how to be a leader from from the Fellowship of the Sun fiasco mm-hmm. and somehow exemplified that leadership to to whatever degree Jason can in this season. And then it gets to the point where now he's got to be a leader, like and for real, like he's got like these people that 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 need that need his support and help. Then I was like, okay, uh, you know, I can see the clear path you guys have, but that chunk is missing of Jason forgetting everything he learned from season two, and never, and, and just totally just acting sort of like on impulse this whole season, and then he just winds up. Oh, I'm going to be the leader of these people now. Right. <laughs> yeah, you know, I, he hasn't I think, been preparing. Like because just a while ago, or what a week ago, the time for thinking was over. <laughs> <laughs> so, like that's when he was facing a man. You're head. never going to let him live that down. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not. <laughs> I'm never. You, you just can't say that. You, when, when you've never started to think, you just can't say the time for thinking is over. And he does that. He has these. He has some of the most incredulous lines ever. You know, they give him these. Like you know, Andy's a great line when 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 he's trying to convince Andy not to uh, let the raid on the on the compound go through, and he's like. You know, if you shut down this math lab, someone else will just open up another one. And Andy's like, you just, you know, negate it, uh, you know, rationalize away all need for law enforcement. Yes, yeah. You know, and it's just like they give him these these crazy lines. It's just like, how can, how did you just say that, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I mean, it's uh... – I, I I think Jason basically just followed Crystal there. I mean, mm-hmm. it's it it's not as though it didn't feel like he had somehow rose to the occasion and and was going to now prove himself, you know, worthy of being a leader or being a cop or or being something. I guess mm-hmm. you know, it just didn't feel like that. It felt more like. Well, Chris was going here, so I'm gonna go there, and then yeah, <laughs> and then I mean, he was dead set on being a cop until he saw Crystal. Yeah, exactly. He just walked you know? away from being a cop as soon as she drove by. <laughs> yeah, literally. Yeah. <laughs> he was like, "Oh, I want to go chase this or that now, huh? That's a shiny new object." <laughs> exactly. Yeah. No, I, I. It's he's so fickle and. Uh, it's just hard to buy this whole idea. I I, I just mm-hmm. don't want to say that you know. Uh, it's really good for these uh, people to have Jason as their uh, leader and guardian. Like, I don't know if they're better off or worse off. I really don't know. It yeah, I don't better, either. It might be better. You know, they they just spent for themselves. You know. Yeah. Like, yeah. Exactly. I mean, I, I, I'm hard. I'm hard pressed to believe. Out of what I don't know, fifteen or twenty people that were there, something like that. Uh, however many that were there, like that, Jason's the smartest one. Yeah, I'm just hard pressed to believe that. <laughs> I am too. I it's yeah, uh, statistically probably unlikely. Yeah, I mean some of those kids, you know, like you gotta be on his level at least. Yeah, I'd say so. I I also felt like the whole thing with Crystal's. Uh, 
boyfriend, whatever that guy was. No, that dude. Um, when he comes in and he shoots her dad, and he shoots somebody else too, and uh, mm-hmm. uh, and then like you know she drives away with him, and that you know we we talked about like she's gonna leave somehow. Yeah. And that's the. <laughs> yeah. She was, didn't we say like she wasn't gonna die? Yeah. She was gonna leave. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. You can see it. I mean, it's it's just it, it reminds me of like a Star Trek episode where some character shows up and it's like mm-hmm. it's you know it's all set it's up to like, like live on the ship from now on. But it's like two Rikers, and it's like okay, yeah. both you guys aren't staying here. <laughs> Exactly. So it's just like, okay, by the end of the episode, there's got to be a reason why this person leaves. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I felt that way about Crystal. And and since it ends up there, like, after all that, she just goes off with this guy that she that she didn't want to go with the whole time. It just, mm-hmm. it, the whole thing feels pointless and uh, frustrating. And so I'm just left like, I don't know why I care about this. This is mm-hmm. ridiculous. Yeah, yeah, I, that was it's probably my least favorite storyline next to the Kitch Maynard uh, storyline. Oh, I forgot about Kitch Maynard. Like, they didn't do anything with Kitch this episode, right? Nothing with Kitch, thank God. There was no Kitchness. <laughs> I don't even like, know why. Oh, God. This episode was a lot less kitschy. <laughs> <laughs> Man, you really... Uh... You've really uh, brought that brought that Kitch Maynard thing to the forefront. I uh, I don't think I would have noticed his name as much. Mm-hmm. When you first said it, I was like, "Who is that?" Yeah, don't forget kids. I forgot forgot about kids. Like, hey, hey, he's the most important character on the show. He's about to break Jason's high school record. <laughs> so you know, take that, Russell. <laughs> Ouch. 3,000 years old, whatever. This kid's on V. That's way more interesting, right? <laughs> I, I kid, kid. Sure it is. I kid, kid. Only because I can be alliterative. <laughs> um, all right, what else in this episode? Yeah, um, yeah, so I think, I think probably, uh, Probably the Jason stuff was the weak point, although maybe second place is the uh, – I guess the scene was okay, the intervention with uh, Hoyt's mom and uh, – Oh, my God. What's her name and – Yeah, well, it's okay the first time. The second time, it's like, okay, I don't need to watch this. Yeah, okay. I didn't watch it a second time, so. Well, you're not a real fan. We know that. <laughs> True, true. Yeah, the Hoyt's mom scene and the, the intervention was just... I mean, I hope it's over now, right? I just really hope that's it. You guys have intervention, and that's it, right? And I just know the mom is not going to let it go. No, probably not. I mean, she's not just going to, like, give up. Yeah, yeah. But what are they going to do? I mean, short of, like, mind control... Or I guess the other thing they could do is somehow try to set up some situation that portrays Jessica in a bad light or something. Well, yeah, I mean, they're going to just have to get – if they can't convince Hoyt to make it up, they're going to have to convince Jessica somehow. So yeah. 
So I think that has to be the next plan of attack. Oh, or, I just okay. okay. I just don't want to see that storyline. I don't either. I don't know why they need to do that. I, I believe his mom is not into it, but I really – having an ex-girlfriend involved at all is weird. I, I, I just – I don't think she should be in the story at all, and, and I think the mom barely Summer? Should. You don't like Summer? She's I, so bright and airy. <laughs> I just – yeah, sorry. I'm just not a Summer fan. <laughs> Yeah. I don't like characters named Summer. Mm-hmm. She makes muffins. Oh, no, it's biscuits. Biscuits, please. Mm-hmm. They're good, apparently. Good for her. Yeah, they're great. Yeah, well. <laughs> Flour and butter. Sounds pretty good. <laughs> um. <laughs> Ouch. Uh, yeah, so I would say that that and the Jason thing were the weakest parts. Uh, yeah. Let's see, what else is there? Um, let's see. All right, so so the Lafayette Jesus thing. Okay. Um. Uh. So I guess the the big the big reveal of the whole thing is. Jesus is a witch. That's not something that we predicted, but uh, no, that uh, he—I I didn't think he was still practicing whatever yeah. that backstory was. He didn't—he didn't intimate that, that that was still going on. Not at all. No, I—I I thought it was just something in his family history, but mm-hmm. uh, not something he's actually, uh, you know, presently a part of. So that was—that was, that was uh, somewhat surprising to me. Um, yeah. Now, Lafayette's visions, like, what are they at this point? I, I guess I feel like they've moved beyond, like, V flashbacks. Yeah, well, I think, you know, Jesus explains it, that he's now sensitive to this supernatural side of himself and that the V opened up, and so now he's seeing stuff and, you know. Right. So, I mean, I guess I'm wondering, like, what the – what the reality of these things he's seeing is supposed to be like. For example, you know, he sees uh, he sees Arlene and and Renee's there, like by her, and he and he says, uh, "Fuck, I was at a transcript." He says something like, "He says like I'm in her and she can't get me out yes. and stuff like that." Yes, yes. So, it, do I take that to mean? that baby really is evil or even crazier. That baby is literally going to be like Renee reborn or something. Mm-hmm. Like, is that true? Like, well, here's the, here's the first question I have to ask to decipher that is how does Lafayette know that Arlene's baby is Renee's? I don't think he does. I don't think we ever saw him hear that. I don't think anybody knows that except Arlene and now Terry. Yeah. Well, didn't he tell did he tell Sam or he just said the baby was fine? Yeah, I think he just said the baby was fine. I don't think I don't okay. think he shared with anyone that it wasn't. So his. that that leads me to believe since we never saw Lafayette find out, that leads me to believe that it's supposed to be at least not that the baby's gonna be evil, but that uh but that there is some sort of essence to Renee that's there. Okay. 
I mean, I, I I would have to believe that whatever he's seeing has is reflecting reality. Okay. Otherwise, I don't know what the point is, right? <laughs> right, <laughs> you know, like, right. What's, otherwise, it's just cool to see and it scares him and, you know, it doesn't, unless it's really going to reflect reality, then it's yeah. sort of no point to show that stuff. Right, so I think you're making a point that he he doesn't actually know that anything about Arlene's baby really. So if he were just hallucinating stuff, he wouldn't necessarily know to make that up. Exactly. Um, so it would be just a random coincidence if he made up the thing that's true. And not only that, the, just the context of that being an issue with Arlene. Yeah. You know, that she's dealing with the baby issue. Like, right. He would have to know that too. Right. So that makes it come across like, you know, uh, I guess not only that Arlene's fears are justified, but, you know, there really is some kind of, some kind of, like, like you said, magical Renee essence in that baby. I don't know if I use that term, but <laughs> that phrase. Don't quote me on that one. But, uh... I was just uh, trying to rephrase what I heard you saying. Okay. I don't know if I want credit for that exact string of words. But... <laughs> Fair enough. I'll take credit. Um, but, but uh, you know, it is interesting. I also think it's interesting that, I mean, I don't know. It seems like um, Lafayette had done B before. Yes. So it, this didn't happen. So it seems like it was really connecting with Jesus there. Yes put him down this path of magic and uh, I guess because since he's the witch, he's responsible for that journey they went on down that path. So. Yeah. Yeah. I think the, I think that's the idea. Um, one of the things, speaking of Lafayette, one of the things I want to talk about was the whole mess with, uh, what's the name of the compound? Or the place where Crystal's people are? Oh, it has a name? Yeah, I almost have it. They kept she kept calling it something, but um, th- that whole mess really what's weird to me about that storyline, besides the crap we don't like about Jason and all that stuff. But what's weird is <laughs> the only reason that you know Jason is where he is. I mean, besides following Crystal, is that uh, you know. <laughs> the queen had Eric's cell make, you know, she made him sell V again, and which means Lafayette had to sell the V, and he gave Lafayette the car, and he made Lafayette go sell V to Crystal's people, and it's the V that got them in trouble yeah. with the with the with the uh, law enforcement, not not the math that they were already doing, right? right? Like they were already doing math, but it's the V that got the federal authorities to come in and really make, you know, turn this all upside down. So it's like... It was, yeah, it created a crisis. If, if he never had sold the V to them or, you know, and they said no at first. Like, they, it's kind of like not their fault, you know, like the dad... Was no, Eric basically to, forced them to buy it. Yeah, totally. And he, you know, the dad's only downfall besides being, you know, uh, uh, oppressive and abusive uh, is, of course, the, you know, instituting the incest. Uh, right. You know, but it's their... Forced like, marriages and stuff like yeah, that. Yeah, forced marriages, keeping, keeping their bloodline pure or whatever. So that's, yeah. that's, you know, whatever. That's weird, but 
they're supernaturals. Um, but I mean, just in terms of the fact he was, you know, he comes off like a bad guy because he is, but yeah. but he's at least was trying to sort of stay out of everything, and it's like all this just came to his doorstep. He didn't, you know, he didn't like necessarily do anything besides being a meth dealer to get himself involved in it in the first place. So yeah, the, the raid, the raid wasn't really his fault. Yeah, the raid, was, but the, but the raid and the culmination with you know, what, how Jason's involved, too. Right. You know. Uh, so it's just interesting that, uh, you know, it's, it's really sort of the Queen's fault. <laughs> yeah, that is weird. You know, Although it was the meth raid that, uh, that I guess the local law enforcement was doing that resulted in Jason originally seeing Crystal, uh, mm-hmm. which is what led him to follow her later. So, so the math part did have some uh, some some uh, uh, pieces, uh, uh, you know. Yeah, I mean the math got them on the radar, and it got Jason's storyline going. But it, but the thing that brought them down was actually the V. Yeah. You know. Yeah, I guess uh, the idea is that that's harder, or a bigger, a harder drug, and more mm-hmm. seriously uh, enforced. Uh, in terms of selling it, so yeah, uh, uh, so yeah, no, that's uh, that's true. That's the kind of thing that it's easy to not think about when you just watch it from episode mm-hmm. to episode. Mm-hmm. By the time they're getting raided, it's just like it, you know, you don't really think about what, what it all goes back to. But yeah, it's weird. It all goes back to the fact that the queen got taxed too much. But yeah. And really the initial impetus is the, the you know, the, the vampires coming out of the closet. Yeah. Uh, the coffin. And, and so that, and then she had to be taxed because she's making, she's got money and stuff. So mm-hmm. yeah. So it's really, it's really her greed and her need for money that, that really sort of <laughs> now has put Jason in charge of these people and he has no idea, right? How no. many of that's connected. So. Not a clue. Not a clue. Yeah, that's kind of like a lost uh, storyline. It know, is. Weird, convoluted <laughs> connection. <laughs> yeah, connections. this thing where, like, no one character really knows the whole story. Mm-hmm. Everyone knows, like, a little piece of it, but only the audience can actually put it together. Yeah. Um, yeah, you know, I can't believe Jason, well, I can't believe Jason, you know, uh, screwed up the raid, but it was really kind of ridiculous that Andy let him go, like, because he's like, he, Andy accidentally tells Jason, uh, yeah, the raid is today, and then Jason, you know, is like, I'm going you know, he's going to go tell him, and then Andy's like, don't you dare tell him, as Jason runs out to go tell him. I'm just thinking, like, did Andy just like sit back and think like, well, he's not gonna say anything. It'll be fine. Like he should have known that Jason was headed directly over to warn them, and he didn't like do anything about it. So I, I thought that was a little strange. Yeah. Like, why did he trust Jason not to say anything since that was Jason's initial reaction? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. Andy, yeah, he had that little scene where, uh, where it was sort of, uh, who was it? He had that scene with the people doing the raid, right? Where he mm-hmm. tries to 
get involved and like there's like nothing for him to do. Yeah. Yeah. So it becomes like that becomes his thing, and it's not even about he knew Jason was going to warn them. Well, but that comes to bite him later when, you know, when the uh, the FBI guy comes in and says, "Hey, your little deputy here ruined the whole thing." Oh, and it's like that's exactly what Andy could have prevented because Andy was the one who told Jason in the first place. Yes, yeah, you know? and that's the thing, like. He, I don't think the the law enforcement guy like directly blames Andy. He blames him because he it was Jason's screw up and it's his apartment. But I don't think he knew that Andy's the one who, you know, blew the secret. I don't think they made that clear. But uh, but nevertheless, it's just like, you know, Andy blames Jason for blowing it. But it's like, well, dude, you told him and you saw him run out to go warn them, like. You know, you should have locked him up or something. Yeah. You know, until the raid was over, so. I guess he just didn't care that much. Yeah. Yeah, that's what I'm wondering is what was he thinking? Like, did he just like, well, if Jason screws up, it'll be Jason's fault. I don't know what he was thinking. I don't either. They didn't really show it. They didn't, yeah, they didn't show it at all, so. All right, so what do you think about the whole Eric Russell, how they resolved uh, the cliffhanger from the previous episode and them baking in the sun and, uh, and you know, Suki, of course, coming in to rescue uh, Eric and then Russell? Uh, okay. Man, I almost don't know where to start with this. <laughs> um... I have to say, they totally made the whole business from the last episode, like, kind of pointless. Mm-hmm. I mean, in the end, they all just came back inside, and then it was about, okay, what are we going to do now? And it's something completely different. And they could have just skipped that whole go out in the sun business. Yeah. But, uh, whatever. Uh, uh, I, uh... I, well, they, I, couldn't have, they couldn't have subdued him any other way. So yeah, they I guess really, they yeah. couldn't really skip that that whole gambit. But it in the end, it was just a diversion. It wasn't. Yeah, you know, just, you know so. that wasn't the end game that it yeah. seemed like it was. You mm-hmm. know, I I thought Russell was gonna die. In yeah. fact, you know, even though he doesn't die there, I thought he'd at least die eventually. He doesn't even die this season. He's you know, we were talking about Russell, and we were saying, you know, we were hoping he doesn't die because he's a great character, and it seems like the show doesn't want him to die either. <laughs> I know. Like, they, they basically gave him a, like, a comic book villain um, comeuppance where mm-hmm. he's just like, oh, he's going to be trapped forever. He's on and, ice, and he's yeah. going to stay pretty much any time we need him to come out. Exactly. Like, they just they just totally have their out if they want to bring him back. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, yeah you might be right. I When they did that, I was like, okay, well, you know, we really could see him again. Yeah, totally. Um, uh uh yeah, so I I uh I liked some of the scenes he had when he came back inside. Okay, but l- let me just I'm sort of ignoring the elephant in the room for me, which is fucking <laughs> Angel Ghost Godric. <laughs> <laughs> 
Oh, the white see-through elephant in the room. Yeah, <laughs> I see. So what did you think of that? Okay, that was the biggest, like, WTF of the episode for me. Um, okay. Okay, I just, I'm sorry, I'm just, I'm still, I'm just flabbergasted by seeing a, an angel ghost vampire. <laughs> <laughs> listen, listen, only peace follows death for all, okay? <laughs> That's all I have to say about that one. It's Buddha reincarnate, come on, Buddha was a vampire, right? <laughs> <laughs> wow. I feel like that's that's something True Blood could say in like yeah, season twelve. They're getting close to that, right? <laughs> it is believed that Buddha was a vampire. <laughs> All right, guys. Um, yeah. So I just as soon as he appeared in the light, I was just like, "That's gonna be why Eric doesn't die." Mm-hmm, like, mm-hmm. oh my god, really? And I, it just it just for me raises all sorts of bizarre issues that I really didn't yeah. think True Blood was going to make me deal with. Yeah. Well, you know, I liked it. It came out of nowhere, but I I, I thought it was cool. Uh, and it does raise questions that I think are very interesting. Like, <laughs> is that really Godric? <laughs> yeah. Is that really Godric talking to him? You know, Obi Wan Kenobi style from the afterlife, and and uh, and. Uh, Actually, actually talking to him. Uh, I hope it is because I think that's interesting. I, you know, Godric was cool, even though he had some some really bad storylines. Uh, he was he was cool, and he showed up in the, in, the, in Nazi Germany, and then now he's he just he's just around. I, I think that's cool somehow. How he's just they, he's still coming back, and now he's in ghost form and. Really, what that means is Godric could just appear anytime he wants if if they call for it now. So if Eric is in a situation, Godric can potentially just appear. So he's now a definite character in that sense. Uh, You're right. Just like Russell being on ice, you know, it's like, well, they could probably call, you know, use this story device again. So Yes. I thought it was cool, though, just the, the, the whole conflict. Um, you know, because it's like, who's going to talk Eric out of, doing this, um, who would he listen to and Godric is the only one? And he really doesn't even listen to him. I thought that was probably the smartest move, that it wasn't like Angel Godric shows up and then Eric caves in and decides, yeah, you're right, I should be merciful after a thousand years of wanting to wanting vengeance. So I like how they played it. You know, it, it could have been hokier, you know. Uh, so I thought they played it pretty well. And... Uh, and um, you know, uh, it's it's Godric. What are you gonna do? Yeah, um, I'm not as happy with it. I I think I agree with your points, but somehow uh, somehow it bothers me. I, I guess first I'll just talk about you know the question of uh, is that really Godric or not? Um, I think it's supposed to be. Mm-hmm. It sounds like him in terms of the kind of thing he would say. Um, you know, that's the way, that's the way he was when he was alive. And now he's this, you know, ghost spirit angel thing. So Mm -hmm. he's even more at peace than he already was, Yeah. you know, so, and forgiving and, you know, let, you know, everyone deserves a chance and stuff like that. So, 
So to me, I want to say that really is Godric. Um, if it's not Godric, then I'm really confused about who that's supposed to be. Um, well, if it's not him, then I think he's just hallucinating. He's just having an internal monologue that's playing out visually. Okay. Okay, sure, sure. But I guess, uh, yeah, so that's supposed to be his conscience or something represented mm-hmm. as Godric. Yeah, mm-hmm. okay, okay, okay. That's the that's the recent, the less interesting answer to me. <laughs> yeah. So, you know, okay, whatever. I like the idea that somehow if you're a strong vampire, you, you can come back from the afterlife or whatever they're saying about this, you know, like. You know, I think if you look at what's going on with Suki and she's going to some other world or dimension or some something, uh, it, the, you know, True Blood is such an open book, and it, I think we keep just—it seems like they just keep opening the book, and they're just, you know, it's just not gonna—it's just gonna include everything, like anything almost possible, you know. Uh, yeah. So if if furniture starts talking, it'll just be like, well, whatever, it's True Blood. <laughs> Yeah. What's the stuff I gotta say? Something's a cool character. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Sassy, sassy chair. (laughs) Uh, Yeah, so, okay. Um, uh, I agree. I kind of don't like the idea that it's just his conscience talking to Godric because I feel like, I don't know, to me that's cheating. I. I, I, I don't show me that if it's not real. That's my exactly. general attitude. But I, I think, so I'm taking it as real. Um, but I guess, like, what, I'm troubled by the idea. Like, correct me if I'm wrong. I don't think we've ever seen anything like this on True Blood before. Right? Mm-hmm. I mean, mm-hmm. have we ever seen, like, a dead spirit, like, talk to someone and tell them to do something? No, but we have seen a main ad. <laughs> okay. True. <laughs> True. Um, but this no, is... yeah, no, I mean this is this is I think something new and um yeah, so it's you know. Yeah. yeah. And it's I mean and it's a vampire, but okay, I'll set that aside, you know, all supernatural mm-hmm. go to heaven or whatever, that's fine. But the thing the thing that bothers me about first of all, like just just having a dead character be able to arbitrarily come back. Not a big fan of that in general. And I, I guess I remember, you know, um, with with Lost, where we also had, like, you know, dead people show up every now and then, you know. And I always thought, oh, there's going to be some kind of all-encompassing explanation for what these people are doing. You know, we'll, mm-hmm. we'll understand, you know. And we never do, and I think in the end, you know, they were kind of just, they were just themselves, and in a way they were just like plot devices, you know, they just they just served their function in terms of, you know, getting a story point going. And and that's what it feels like Godric is doing here, and I guess it just, it just bothers, like if they're just going to bring this in as a kind of plot device, because that's what I expect them to do, I you know, I, I, I don't know, I, I don't well, really like it enough to, you know, uh, I, I feel like it, it sort of messes things up. Well, here's the deal, and I, I, tr- I sort of tried to explain that, where, where I think, like, the difference is, it seems like less of a plot device to me because he didn't follow Godric's advice. It was really, it wasn't a plot device so much it was a character device just to have um, uh, Eric have 
internal conflict about what he should do with Russell. It does but get Eric end, to change from having Russell die outside and him die with him to keeping Russell alive for eternity. Well, but he just, but well, maybe I, I guess. I mean, Eric changes his mind about his tactics. He realizes, okay, it might be better to keep Russell, you know, uh, under wraps and alive than. Because because that's what he said. He was like, I mean, yeah, you're right. In terms of what Godric said about peace um, follows, you know, peace follows death. He, but that was a counter. You know, he's sort of doing what Godric wants, but not for the reason Godric wants him to do it. You know, Godric wants him to, you know, to not kill this guy out of out of peace and uh, you know whatever. And he's not killing this guy because he doesn't want him to find peace. He doesn't want there to be any chance that Russell isn't going to just suffer eternally. So that's why he decides, okay, I'll make sure he's conscious and under wraps and can suffer for at least 100 years. So so that's what I'm saying is what I like about the Godric Angel thing is he doesn't just show up and tell Eric something to do and Eric just does it straight away and it's just like, well, that was the, that was the reason he was there for him to do it, you know. Yeah, it had more finesse, so I think that's why I, I I like it. It wasn't it wasn't just sort of a cut and dry plot device. I agree. Because even, even in the end, you know, Godric goes away sad because he, yeah. he you know he still tries to get him not to do this. Right. Yeah. He shows up again and and yeah tries to tries to say that's you know. Uh, uh, you know, even even worse than what he was was doing that he didn't want him to do. Mm-hmm. Um, so, you know, I like I mean, that he doesn't obey him, but I guess it still feels like a plot device. It's, it feels well, like, and it's a plot device in the sense that if what they if what they ultimately want to do, which is what they did, uh, assuming they always do what's optimal, is get Russell to not die, then yeah. it's a plot device in that sense because it makes him – Think it, it makes him not want to kill Russell because killing him right. might send him to peace. So right. it's, a, it's a plot device in that sense, in terms of where they have where they end up with Russell. Yeah, right. But what do you yeah. do? That's what characters are for. <laughs> All characters are plot devices, right? <laughs> I guess to me, if you're just if if you're going to introduce the afterlife. Um, I I want it to be more than a plot device. Mm-hmm. You know. Well, I mean, but how do you not introduce something and it not be a plot device when you first introduce it? Well, I mean, okay, it depends on what they do with it. You know, I guess I'm mm-hmm. I'm assuming that they're gonna they're they're not really gonna give us you know anything crazy about it. It's really just gonna be about you know how how the characters react to this. Mm-hmm. You know, which is fine, but it's just I don't know. To me, like any time you bring in some like spirit showing up to someone and telling them to do stuff, I mean whether they whether they do it or they don't do it, it's about how to you know what that person says and how, how, uh, the person seeing them reacts to it, you know, that, mm-hmm. that becomes, um, you know, uh, the, uh, the, the sort of driving force of, of what happens. And so I, I guess, you know, I just, uh, uh, I, I, I just feel like in, you know, it just, it feels like a cheat to me. 
Well, I mean, I guess you just have to wait and see what they do with it, right? I mean, is it they just did it once, so. Right. I guess, yeah. Since there was no precedent <laughs> for it and they just brought it in right there yeah. for the first time, like, we've never seen this with any other you know, dead person, there's never any other situation where a dead person wanted to communicate something to someone that we've seen. Like, that's that's what makes it feel just arbitrary and, you know, that was their way of getting out of this situation. Yeah, but, I mean, isn't that true? But, I mean, that's what they do all the time is introduce new stuff and that, that has not been set with a precedent. They do that all the time. Yeah, but, but Spirits from the Afterlife just feels like, this feels like a level beyond for for that for just that. Assuming that's what you know, that's all it is. Mm-hmm. Now, if they really start saying like, okay, there's there's the afterlife world and people live there, and you know, we can we can go, you know, we, we all go there when we die, and they show up and they talk. About, I mean, if it becomes like that, okay, it's not a plot device. But I'm just doubting that's going to happen. Because mm-hmm. just usually doesn't. I mean, like Battlestar Galactica did this too, and it, there's this, you know, so you've been there's burned function. before. You you you've been burned. Uh, I see. Yeah, you, you, I've been yeah, burned yeah. by two shows with dead people showing up, and I'm yeah. just, I'm I'm fed up with it. Yeah. <laughs> well, don't blame this show for your past relationships, all right? <laughs> I can't help it, you know. I mean, uh, what's the saying? Fool me once, something something. I've never heard of it. Yeah, me, I don't remember <laughs> the exact figures. I'm not familiar. The picture's worth some number of words. <laughs> uh, I forget the exact number. <laughs> um. All right, so what else in this episode? Um, so uh, uh, Bill is going to kill every vampire that's ever tasted Sookie or knows what she is. Oh, yes. Okay. Uh, That was WTF moment number two for me, although it's believable, and I see how they get there, and it makes Mm -hmm. sense, but I didn't expect it. I got to say, you know, the last couple of episodes and sort of this season in general, and and of course this episode, you know, they cast a lot of doubt on Bill (laughs) about his true intentions. Yes. And I think I'm pretty much confused either way. I I think I'm I really thought he did love her, and that's really what it was about. And I just they keep putting doubt in that whole uh, setup of the story, and I'm just like, well, Bill, maybe you are just the best con man ever. I mean, <laughs> he might be. He might just be the best. You know, he is from the south. You know, we know how those southern con men. <laughs> They grow them there, right? Uh oh. <laughs> Don't they grow them? <laughs> so, um, it's just like I it's you know, I, I I'm wondering if he is at the end of the day you know, I, I don't know, because the the show started out to seem to be the the center of the show was Sookie and Bill's relationship and it's veered way off of that. And it seems like how much in the long run could they get out of them being a couple anyway? And so I don't know. I don't know if the books do, and I don't really care necessarily, but it just seems like I'm wondering if they're just going to really, you know, dissolve that relationship and just be like, well, yeah, Bill just was after her for her blood, and that was it. And he might have fallen in love with her, but it was really always about, you know, what she is. And 
and he's just a he's just a vampire, and that's the vampire's nature. He's no different. Mm-hmm. You know. Now that we're past the, the core of the show being about the relationship, I wonder if they'll just say that. You know, and they may, you know, they, speaking of evil going on, the most evil person in this episode was probably Sookie, you know, in terms of an increase in the level of evilness um, from previous. Because, you know, she, and I thought it came off kind of forced a couple of times that she was mouthing off to all the vampires in Fantasia, and she was like, I hate all you bloodsuckers in your fucking guts and blah, you know, I was just like, okay, we, why are you mad? <laughs> You're mad because Russell wants you and Bill will try to protect you and wait, why are you mad? <laughs> Who are you mad at? And she's just sort of mad at everybody and I guess Bill betrayed her, but then he sort of was like, no, I didn't really, I was pretending that too much she kind of forgave him, sort of, but then she's mad at Eric too and and then, okay, then she takes it all out on on uh, poor Talbot. I thought yeah. that was probably the most evil thing in the episode. The, the way they shot that scene and they made her all maniacal and she's, like, pouring the, his guts in the thing and yeah. turning on the... Like, that was way over the top, I thought, for where for what was going on. Like, And I like the idea that he was somehow trying to bring Talbot back using Sucky, but it seems like... Nobody was really questioning that as a long-term plan. They never really kind of said that. So it was like, oh, is he going to do that? That sounds cool. And she's like, nope. (laughs) You know, so it's just weird to bring up, you know, it's like on Lost or something in like, you know, season three, and they're like, yeah, I got this big idea of how we're going to get off the island. And then they just kind of like, Oh no, my you know my the plan got burned and we can't do that. Sorry, <laughs> you know it's just like oh yeah. well, we almost had it, but uh, well we can't do it anymore. So. <laughs> nah, can't win them all. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Shrug your shoulders. <laughs> like whatever. Yeah, I don't know. I thought that was I thought that was a little off. Yeah, you know, the tone of that scene. I thought. Did you think the same thing? Yeah, I totally agree. Before I comment on that, I want to say one thing about Bill before I forget, which is just that I I'm still clinging to believing Bill more or less. I think that his and Sookie's relationship might become dissolved. But I guess I'm still reading it that although he was sent there to investigate her and so on, that, you know, I mean, it's, you know, it gets kind of subtle because it's like her blood, like, makes you like her to a certain extent. So it's, you know, there's a fine line. How much of that is is just, you know, because of what she is and how much of it because, you know, some more uh, attraction to her personality or something like that. I mean, whatever. Mm-hmm. I, I'm taking it that the relationship was, you know, founded on false pretenses, but, you know, became a real thing for him. I mean, I, I think uh, I think that he, you know, he enjoyed her blood and everything, but, uh, yeah. but I think he liked being around her genuinely. I, I'm, yeah. I'm believing that for now. Yeah. Um, uh, okay, but, uh, uh, yes, this scene confused me this was wtfc number three for me because (laughs) when i saw this i didn't know what they wanted the audience to do because like sookie just laughed maniacally in his face about flushing talbot's um uh remains down the down the drain and and turning on the thing Mm -hmm. um and i'm like are we supposed to be like 
yeah, haha, bad guy, like, in your face. Are we supposed to be with her? Because I guess I, I just found it horrifying. Like, it made her I seem... I thought it was, it was unnecessary. It made her seem horrible, basically because, you know, uh, Russell's uh, feelings for Talbot are kind of the most sympathetic thing about him. And mm-hmm. she's, like, stepping on that and rubbing it in his face. And as bad as he is, it feels like, you know, too far. It feels like he didn't deserve it coming from her. Yeah. When, when, when... It was just, he was already subdued, like, Talbot is dead, like, yeah. the, you know, I, 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 have a, I have a slightly hard time sympathizing with Sookie to a degree with her hatred of Russell. I mean, I know he wants to kill her and drink her blood, <laughs> <laughs> but in terms of what he has actually done to her, it hasn't been that bad. I'm okay so, with her hating him. I just well, but but my point is, I feel like what she does to him, destroying Talbot, isn't isn't in keeping with what he's done to her. Yeah, physically, like I don't think he's done anything. He's held her captive a couple times. He scared her, but that's it. I mean, besides the threat of wanting to kill her, that's the. I mean, that's the worst thing about him. Of course, is the threat of wanting to kill her. But he hasn't tortured her. He hasn't. Killed anyone she loves, uh, you know. So it so it just came out weird to me when she's like, "I finally got you in my claws. I have the upper hand. I'm going to yeah. kick you when you're down." And I'm just like, yeah. "Really? Like, what did he do to you besides obviously wanting to kill you? But like, what did he actually do <laughs> to make you want to, you know?" I, yeah, you get my point. Like she she made it personal. That's you know, the thing. Yeah, she made it personal. Whereas I think for him, it was more, you know, it was more business. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, I mean, he wanted her because of her blood, but it wasn't really about her personally. He didn't just want to, like, wound her on a personal level. Yeah. <laughs> you know, he didn't just have a have a hatred for her or whatever that he, you know, wanted to hurt her in any way possible. So I guess, mm-hmm. yeah, it just feels asymmetric. Like, she's she's getting him back on a level that he never wanted to hurt her on. Yeah. He never, yeah, and it's like, why did you have to take it there? Yeah, and it just makes her look evil. Yeah, and I'm like, it made okay, her totally evil. This is the main character of the show. This is the character we're supposed to sympathize with, and yet she's looking like a psychopath in this scene. Like, mm-hmm. am I am I reading this wrong? Like, am I supposed to be laughing at this? Like, I I really yeah. don't know what they what they intended to be the audience's reaction to that scene. It wasn't like, yeah, take that, Russell. Like, yeah, yeah. It wasn't I mean, like, like when you know when uh, when 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 Jack pushes Locke into the water, you know, and mm-hmm. says like John Locke told him, like like yeah, you know, you cheer. It wasn't like that at all. No. You know, it was just it was just like, ugh, <laughs> God, mm-hmm. Sookie, you're awful. <laughs> yeah, she was being very really awful. That was yeah, that was a weird weird scene. I I. Uh, uh, I don't know. For a fairy, she's uh, she's pretty harsh. <laughs> well, fairies are hardcore, it seems. I guess so. That's right. I guess they rape people. <laughs> <laughs> yep. My people are rapists. <laughs> oh, fuck you. Uh, not a question you have to ever want to ask. No. Rape? Uh, rapists? <laughs> So, but I 
did I did enjoy uh uh Russell's scenes when he went back inside with like ridiculous bird makeup on. Man, that was some great makeup. Yeah. I couldn't believe it that they just like he just acted. You know, to act to act under all that crap, you know? Yeah. Just like wow, that's awesome. <laughs> Yeah, I I really couldn't I could not recognize the actor underneath that. Like I could only really tell it was him because of the voice. Mm-hmm. Because it was just it was the it was the weirdest burn makeup I've ever like it had like flakes coming off of it. Well, it was like yeah, it was it was flaky. It was it was charbroiled. Like, yeah. <laughs> where, where everything was flaking, yeah. Um, yeah, so I guess um, going back to the Bill thing, like I'm seeing, I'm seeing a, a transition in the show to Suki and Bill not together. Bill going rogue and killing all the people who know about Suki. Mm-hmm. Like it seems like that's you know where they're going with that next season. Well, he's not going to kill Eric and Pam. I mean, he might get Pam killed or something, but. Yeah, yeah. Well, I don't think he is going to kill them, but, you know, trying to. Yeah. Because, like, when he he turned on Eric, I was surprised. (laughs) Yeah. I really did not see that coming. That's what makes me really question Bill's loyalty, because, you know, I'm just like, well, I don't don't know. How can you trust him when, even if he has the right intentions, you still can't seem to trust him? You know, because it's like, yeah, you wouldn't think he'd turn on Eric. Well, but he's only doing it to protect Sookie, so it's like, you know... Uh, is that good? <laughs> right. See, I, 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 uh, I don't think he needed to do that. You know, I don't, I don't think Eric was going to pose a threat. Well, and that's the question, right? You have to, you either take Bill at his word or you don't. When he says other vampires aren't like me, they can't control themselves, even mm-hmm. if they thought to. And of course, Eric does control himself. But yeah. Can he forever? Would he forever? So, you know, if Bill's right about that, then he's, he feels justified in protecting her. But it, at the same time, it does make it seem like he just wants Sookie for himself. So mm-hmm. it's a cool little, like, back and forth, Ross and Rachel, will they, <laughs> is he, isn't he, like, you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think, uh, uh, I mean, I think he does want Sookie for himself, but I guess for the moment I'm taking it, you know, uh, uh, not just not just the blood, mm-hmm. you know, the blood as icing. Yeah. But I agree. I mean, I think Bill is has sort of become a character that you have to not doubt a bit more. I mean, I feel like they. You're right. They've been setting that up kind of all season. You know, mm-hmm. even from the that's been the story even from the beginning when when Bill was at uh, was at Russell's house and and Tara shows up and he just oh, you totally. know doesn't help her you know but of course he's there to protect Sookie so mm-hmm. it's that same thing where he does something untrustworthy but he's ostensibly doing it to protect Sookie so so then you're just left still kind of uh, doubting exactly what his motives are yeah. What else happened? Um, oh, and I guess you know him sort of attacking Suki in the in the truck. 
Who attacked Sookie in the truck? Bill. Earlier in the season. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. You know. And I guess the idea is that he couldn't control himself. And that did make me think, like, something like that was going to happen with Eric in this episode. Well, they they totally called that out. Yeah. You know, they're like, watch him. You know, he won't be able to control himself. And yeah. And that's what happened. So I, I like, they made I, it, yeah. I was thinking, if Eric jumps on her, like, no one's going to be able to get him off. Mm-hmm. So, but you he'd know. be weak. He wouldn't. He wouldn't. That's be full true. Power. That's true. Maybe that's the key. Yeah. Well, and that's you know, speaking of how they how they portray Bill, you look at Eric, and it's like, well, he's he's ostensibly the bad guy, yet he seems to have been the most honest <laughs> in a lot of in a lot of cases. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it's like, well, is he just? Can he can he play the honesty card because it's convenient because Bill is forced to play the deception card so he just looks like the nice guy yeah you know by default because he's you know playing defense or something but yeah so, I mean Bill did try to kill him and uh, I think it's in yeah he's he's using what he can to get back at him but I mm-hmm. I don't think Eric's evil I mean I think Eric is you know got yeah. his own personal motivations for things. Mm-hmm. He can do bad things if he, uh, you know, has has some reason in his head why he should do this. Well, he is a vampire. Yeah. Yeah. And I, in a way, I think he's, in a way, I think he's more dangerous than Bill is. Mm-hmm. And I'm inclined to trust him a little bit less. But I don't know. Maybe that'll change. Interesting. I, I don't think he's a bad guy. I just, I just mm-hmm. think he's, um, you know, I just think he's, he's amb- it's ambiguous what, what he's about. I feel like what's interesting is Bill will lie to you to protect you. Eric yeah. will tell you the truth, but you know, it might not be what you want to hear. Yeah. So I, I like the dynamic. Like I said, he's sort of the bad guy, but he's sort of more honest. And then Bill is like the good guy, but he's got to be more, you know, secretive. Right. Because of, you know, how they set him up. Yeah. So the whole thing with the Queen and Bill, their little fight to the death. Mm-hmm. Let me, let me guess who's going to win that one. Um, well, I guess, I guess Bill probably won't lose. Bill can't lose, so bye-bye Queenie. Yeah. Who's the disposable character in that room? Yeah, totally. Who doesn't fit into this TV show? Um, so I don't know if this is the first time we learned it, but we learned uh, the approximate age of the queen. Oh, did we? Yeah. She I tells Bill, I'm, you know, something like I'm over twice your age or I'm oh, twice okay. your age or something like that. So she's only like 300. Yeah, she's not that old. Maybe 400, so that's nothing. Yeah. That's nothing. Yeah. Um. So, but this is interesting though because if if Bill wins, then it will cast more doubt into vampire matchups. True. You know, so it'll be like, well, if you know, because that's what I've always hated, of course, is who's ever oldest seems to win, <laughs> or at least they they go unchallenged until until absolutely necessary. Right. But uh, but if Bill can, if it's you know, if it's Bill McQueen and she's twice his age and he can beat her, then it's like. And that 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 has hope for future future vampire uh, fights. Yeah, and you know, I have to wonder like if two vampires are like 
a year apart, will it matter? You know, I feel like a year. I feel like anything small like that should matter. The, the bigger, you know, it should be, you know, some sort of multiplier versus, you know, how old you are times your power or something. Yeah, yeah. So. Yeah, and I take it to be that, you know, you just you get better at using your powers. You get stronger, faster. You know, you just get more effective in terms of using your abilities. Um, but like. Not necessarily that you know you're just somehow objectively better. Like if you were if you were asleep or something, and and somebody came and staked you, I mean you still die. You know, I mean there's nothing like. Well, yeah, but I think it's like if you were you know twice as old as somebody, you're you know you're I would imagine something like twice as strong. Yeah. You're significantly stronger, so you are objectively stronger. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. But but stronger. But, you know, like people are stronger than other people, but that doesn't mean you can't beat that person in a fight, you know, if you get the right Mm -hmm. advantage doing something else, you know. True, true. But if somebody's twice as strong as you and twice as fast as you, you're going to have a hard time. It's going to be difficult. You know, literally trying to to beat them. So that's that's when it, 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 you know, it's not impossible, but it's like, well, what are the odds that, uh, you know, a 500-year-old vampire is going to be a 1,000-year-old vampire. Yeah. Yeah. But but anything that casts more doubt into who's going to win, I think, is good for the the drama, so. Yes. I I think um, uh, the age thing sort of made it where it's not really about the vampires fighting for the most part because Mm -hmm. it's just like, well, I'm older, so you're not even going to try, you know. Yeah. Yeah. which is which is pretty much fine with me, but I do think that they kind of diminished. They dim, this season they really diminished the queen. Um, they made her younger. They they sort of denigrated her character, uh, and you know they showed her to be just as you know petty and all. They took away her power, and mm-hmm. I I feel like you know I feel like they brought her down to a point where it's just like you know, what are you going to do with her now? Like, she's going to be like Lorena, you know, at a certain point where it's just like, is she just going to mm-hmm. hang around and sort of whine for the rest of the show, or are you just going to get rid of her? Yeah, no, she's gone. You know, so, although I'm surprised they, I, I kind of wish they actually showed him killing her, you know. I, I'm surprised they left it on a cliffhanger. But, mm-hmm. but I, I, yeah, I think if, if one of them's going to win, obviously, you know, it's, it's not going to be the queen. Yeah. Um, they really, they really are trying to uh, play up this whole um, uh, revoking of invitation to the in, in your house. Yes. Like they're really doing a lot of effects with that whole thing now. Yeah. Like they, they didn't. <laughs> really do that at ever before and now it's like you and all the characters know it now you say it and now it makes the vampires fly out of the house yeah you know the angrier you are when you say it the more strongly they have to fly out it's such a it just seems like some cool effect they started wanting to do because they're doing it all the time yeah 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 yeah, and that's, I mean, at this point, I, you know, in the old days of True Blood, I'd complain about it, but mm-hmm. at this point, I'll just, I'll just go with it. There's some outside force that you invoke by uh, 
saying someone isn't allowed in your house and it pushes them out. And it's, and it's so fickle because before Sookie goes home, she's like, I revoke all invitations to every vampire here. So don't yeah. think about following me, which is a ridiculous statement because they can still follow you. Right. They can kill you up until the point you get into your house. So that's weird. But uh, but I'm like, okay, you tell them not to go, and then Bill shows up, and she lets him in. So it's just like whoever, whatever force is out there that's responsible for keeping track of which vampires are allowed in which houses, you know, keep after checking yes and no, yes and no. <laughs> Bill, Bill can go to Sookie's house. No, yes, no, yes, yes, no. It's just like... It just—it's such a—it's such an arbitrary little r- random thing. The, the way they do it, you know, the yeah. way they've been using it, it's just like, no, no, no. Now I want you out. <laughs> you have to get out. Right, right. And and it's about it's about actually speaking the words. Mm-hmm. You know. Yeah, you can't just think it. it. You know, I guess if you're tied up. And, yeah. And bound and gagged, and you want the vampire who did it to leave, like you couldn't make him leave, so. Yeah, you know, and if 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 your lease if you haven't paid your lease that month, uh, you know it might not work if you spoke the words. Or if you, <laughs> you can't find the deed to your house, you know it might not. Uh, it might not approve your uh, revoking of the uh, invitation. So. <laughs> I really like your idea of this, like this big like accountant <laughs> who just has to keep yeah. track of who's invited where. And, yeah, exactly. He uses Excel. I'm sure there's some Excel going on with updating. <laughs> Spreadsheet, yes. Yeah. Yes, and they have to check off like, if they're legally entitled to invite or not invite at that mm-hmm. residence. And... Mm-hmm. Exactly. <laughs> okay, now who's petitioning to invite? Let me see here. All right, all right. Sookie Stackhouse. Now let me see who owns this particular residence here. <laughs> Yeah, I don't know. They, it's it's dramatic. They, you know, what are you going to do? Yeah, I mean, it's kind of the equivalent of slamming the door in someone's face, mm-hmm. you know, after a fight. But they can, like, just yell at them and they get the door slammed in their face automatically. Yeah. So the next little storyline is Tara leaving. Uh, I guess she's going to go become a new person. She's got a little haircut and now she's, she's off. Yes. Um, I like the whole thing about her going to more lots but not actually going in. She just, like, drives by and leaves and doesn't, you know, I, I guess doesn't say goodbye to Lafayette or Sam or... Those are probably the oh, she's... She, I guess I missed all that. What? So she's leaving? She well, okay, so here's what happened. You know, she had her whole talk with Sam. Sam tells her he's a shapeshifter. Yeah, I remember that. Um, after they, you know, make the pancakes with the bacon grease, because uh, it's all about the bacon grease, as Sam says. <laughs> um, and uh, and then she goes home and uh, cuts her hair and then sort of has dinner with Sookie or something. They have a little talk and... And uh, she kind of tells Sookie bye and gives her, like, one last hug and says she's going to Merlot's to hang with Sam. And then we see her go to Merlot's, and she doesn't get out the car. She just keeps driving. So Okay. I think she, I think she took off. I think she took his advice, and she's going to become, try to, you know, become a new person and all that. So Okay. So I think she'll be, you know, somewhere else next season. For I guess some so. Of it. Yeah. 
Yeah. Yeah, presumably that doesn't mean she's, like, off the show now. I don't think she'd be off the show. She'll probably go to Dallas. You know, she's not going far. Okay. You know, they'll catch up with her somewhere, and I don't know. Maybe they'll she'll run into that other telepath guy again. Oh, God, that guy. They'll bring him back. <laughs> I want to know if he's a, is he a fairy or not. <laughs> yeah. Me too. Even though I keep Honestly. forgetting about him. Unanswered questions. Yep. <laughs> They're stacking up. Yep. Um, what else? Any other big things? Uh, let's see. Uh, Sam shooting his brother? So what do you think? You think he shot Tommy? No. I think he did. Every time every time they show a shot like that and they don't show the other end, I just mm-hmm. suspect that he, maybe he did shoot him, but I don't think he's going to kill him. No, that's the next question is, did he kill him? <laughs> yeah, that's, that's really what yeah. I'm getting at. Like, obviously yeah. he shot him. Yeah. But, I think he actually, I don't think he, like, missed him. I think he probably shot him. Uh in the arm. That's why you shoot someone when you just mad at him, and because uh, <laughs> yeah. he heals fast, right? Yeah. And uh, so I, I think he probably shot him, but I don't think Tommy's dead. I don't think they're done with Tommy. I don't think you know. It seems like they didn't get anything out of his character. You know, Sam didn't get anything out of rescuing Tommy. Right. No, he didn't. You know, maybe Tommy sent him down this dark spiral he's been on to some degree, but. I don't think they're done with Tommy. Yeah, me either. Yeah, and I, I just, I feel like if he really was going to kill Tommy again, I just, I want, you know, I show, show it, like, mm-hmm. well, don't see the finale. Like they, they do the shot on Sam's face when he's shooting, and it just, it just, hard, to me, it reminded me of that bit with Jason and uh, mm-hmm. uh, uh, the, the guy's wife, where she shoots him, and then like he falls. That was dramatically. the worst part. That was so awful because he just. <laughs> She's got all that hair. Yes. I remember that scene. It's so comical when she's on the golf cart or whatever, and she's riding fast, and her hair is just flowing. And I'm just like, you look ridiculous. <laughs> and then she gets out with a gun, and she's all in silhouette. And, mm-hmm. and it doesn't look like a real gun. It doesn't sound like a real gun. And I'm just like, okay, guys, yeah, she just killed Jason. You got us, right, yeah. Jason's dead. Let me start crying. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah, I, it's the same kind of thing. I just feel like Sam probably would shoot him. <laughs> I feel like that's the only difference. It's the same scenario, but I feel like Sam would probably shoot him just to shoot him. I, I'm not saying he didn't shoot him. I just don't think he's going to kill him. Yeah, he's not going to kill that's, him. That's, no way. that's basically, I mean, you know. How, how not, exactly over the, the, not over the money. Right, right. You know. Yeah, exactly. He should, I, stop putting, he should just stop keeping money in that safe and go get a bank account. Seriously. How many times has he been robbed? Jeez. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, that's bad. That's bad. Yeah. bad. That's what banks are for. That is what they're for. <laughs> they're not for lending money, though, because big banks don't do that in this economy. I see. <laughs> Sorry, that's a little poor. Oh, Wherever it fits. Wherever it fits. Um, <laughs> um, 
what else? I think that's pretty much the main storylines. The dude, uh, the meth son killing the meth dad was pretty crazy. He just shot him in the head. And oh, yeah, died. yeah. Yeah, like, well, guess they're done with that character. <laughs> and I think they're done with that whole story. I mean, I feel like we won't even see Crystal again. We're not seeing Crystal. She's just going to go off and live happily ever after? <laughs> yeah, I don't know. With the oh, guy that's shot at dad? Yeah, it just, I, that just, I don't know, that was just a bitter ending to me. A bitter ending to a pointless story. Totally, totally. I, I uh, uh, it, it, it was shocking when he did that, but afterwards I was just like, I, mm-hmm. why did I watch this? Why, why? I don't get it. Alcee has a cameo. Like, I, I feel like they could have just cut the crystal plot from season three. They could have. And it would have been fine. Yeah. You know? Now that I know what they did with it. Mm-hmm. Um, Alcide has a cameo? I don't remember. Alcide has a cameo. <laughs> wow, it is a cameo, then, if you don't remember. He shows up, to, you know, Eric calls him and tells him he needs his truck, basically, and he he comes... Basically, all he does is he shows up, he has a little scene with Sookie, and then he, I guess, transports Russell's body to the, the cemetery, I mean, the uh, building oh. site or whatever they bury him. Okay, and yeah. he's literally just a cameo. He just shows up, and he's just like, hey, Eric needs my truck. He's going to pay for my dad's gambling debts. Yeah. He's just like, all right. <laughs> whatever, I'll see you. Yeah, exactly. Um, and what else was I going to mention? Yeah, I have to say, for the season of the werewolves, they really, uh, they really didn't make much of a, much of a presence in, uh, no. especially in the second half of the season. Yeah, well, you know, the, I, I think the smart decision that they made was also the detriment to the werewolves because they just made them shape shifting into wolves. So. Yeah. That's not that interesting, and it doesn't make them a formidable opponent to most other supernaturals or many other supernaturals. So they just weren't that great in general. So, you know, but it it made it more realistic. So I think that works in the long run. Yeah. 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 It works. It's just I remember at the beginning of the season, I thought it was going to be all about werewolves. Not just about werewolves anymore. And I was just wrong. Like, it was so not about werewolves. Well, next season will be all about fairies, right? <laughs> yeah. And I wonder, like, now that Russell, I think you you said this on the last podcast, like, now that Russell is, you know, entombed, uh, I wonder what his, like, secret society is going to do. Like, they're not, they don't have their leader. They don't have that mm-hmm. his blood. Like, yeah. Like, are they just like, gonna? This pack of werewolves has been following him for centuries. Yeah. And he's just gone now. And no one has tracked him down. No one has showed up at Fantasia. No one. <laughs> I mean, I guess Cooter's gone. I don't know who leads the pack when Cooter's not there or whatever, but it just seems like that place is rudderless. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Do they just give up and, oh, well, never mind? Go back to the old ways? They're I mean, gonna have I don't know I guess they'll just get their V on the black market and yeah 
But it won't be Russell's V. And they're, but they're not going to be serving Russell either. Yeah, it's not. Yeah, it's a whole different thing. Yeah, like that whole. I don't know. That feels like a big dangling thread. Like he introduced this giant conspiracy spanning millennia, and and then it's like never a word again about it. At a certain point, it's just Russell all alone, and that's mm-hmm. it. Yeah, maybe Alfie should have had a line, you know, because Sookie asked how people were doing, and he said they're fine. And maybe he should have had some line like, yeah, my old pack is yes. is getting reorganized now that Cooter's gone and Russell is about to be disposed of or something. Like some line about, you know, it's it's getting back to how it was before. Or just some line about his pack. Yeah, and what was going on uh, with them would would have probably been appropriate. Yeah, that that would have been the time. Deleted scene. I hope so. <laughs> yes, we're finding deleted scenes. Maybe deleted I love scene. it. So tell me this, because yeah, I feel like a really bad viewer, but that's okay. Uh, you can somehow help me be a better viewer. Uh, mm-hmm. uh, how did Eric escape? He just got out of it. He's got, like, why can't Russell do that? <laughs> Russell's stronger than he is. Well, Russell's way weaker, though. Russell basically was dying in the sun for X amount of time. And uh, so, and he has not, basically, the the reason that they said Russell would, you know, only, he would only be last, he, he would get out of his tomb in 100 years is because that's how long it would take him to regenerate and be strong enough to, I'm a, this is my assumption, of course, be strong enough to break the silver chains that that's binding him. So like Eric was already 95%, 99% of his strength. He just had silver on him and was in very loose cement. So it really wasn't, you know, Bill had called victory way too early and he probably should have known that, (laughs) Um, you know, because that silver, they make it seem like, the va- vampires can't sort of like move against it. Like even though yeah. the silver isn't heavy, they can't sort of, you know, uh, up, up put opposing force against the weight of the silver. So if it's on top of them, it sort of keeps them down because they can't sort of overpower. But then sometimes they can't, of course, because they do. So right. Um, but yeah, he. Uh, that's the thing. Eric had if Eric hadn't you know regenerated from Sookie, I guess he was probably more like ninety percent, maybe I don't know, uh, eighty, because he was pretty hurt in the sun. Yeah, but Sookie healed him quite a bit. So, um, so yeah, I think that's just how he escaped because you know he just he was strong enough to get out of it. Okay. Okay, because when he showed up, I was like, WTF, like, that bearing method just doesn't work at all. Like, is Russell going to get out now? Like, I, it just, I don't know. I felt like I was missing something. But yeah, okay. No, no. Okay. Okay, it's just, he's he was just, he was he was uh, stronger at that point and also less uh, incapacitated than uh, yeah, than probably. Russell was. So. Yeah, Russell's still on death's door, you know. Yeah. Like yeah. But 100 years, like, it almost doesn't seem long enough. As Russell said, like, 100 years is nothing. Like, mm-hmm. he's been alive for so long. Like, in 100 years, it'll he can just pick right back up, you know. like. Well, consider, consider like, the the relative scale between, like, when a vampire gets an uh, injury or a cut, how fast that heals versus what his yeah. body has to do. So, like, 
And that's the thing, like, he doesn't have any blood, basically, so his right. body's going to take that long to, I mean, it's a long time to he- have to heal. Yeah. It's not a long time for a vampire's lifespan, but for just, all you're doing is healing. <laughs> like, yeah. You know, um, so, that would be, you know, being buried alive is, is no picnic, and, uh. And when he was when he was getting covered with the cement, you know, he, he like flails his arm or something. And I'm just thinking, man, you better put your body positioned the way you want to be positioned for the next part of the year. <laughs> <laughs> yep. Because once that stuff hardens, you are not moving for a while. So. <laughs> you don't want to be in an awkward position. You know, you don't want to be like, oh no, my arm. You know, I'm gonna get a gonna get a you know kink in my neck after this hundred years or something. <laughs> <laughs> I wasn't really thinking about comfort, but uh, I guess you would have but, to... You know, uh, if I'm being buried alive, that's on my comfort is way on my mind. Make that a life. consideration, yeah. Yeah, I'm just like, let me make sure that, you know, I can scratch maybe, I don't know, scratch one part. I, I was thinking I would probably try to lay like almost in traditional vampire like you know co- I should say maybe coffin pose with just your hands together on on your stomach or whatever. Mm-hmm. I probably I probably want my hands together so I could like wiggle them over the centuries mm-hmm. and kind of break away at the at the cement and, uh, and 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 gain a little leverage there somehow. Yeah. As you can see, I was thinking about it. I see, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Planning just in case, I guess. Just in case some vampire pe- some, uh, people want to bury me because they think I'm a vampire, so. <laughs> Man, will they be in for a surprise when I'm not? <laughs> That's right, they're the ones who are I was going to say, I'm glad it's their surprise. <laughs> their surprise. It'll be egg all over their face. <laughs> When I'm dead, because I'm not a vampire. I'm glad that's a victory for you. It is. It really will be. Because peace is there for all of us after death. Apparently so. Yeah. It started making me wonder about, like, the ending of True Blood. And, like, yeah, right? Like, you know, how but... how can they bring this to some kind of conclusion? Well, think about the fact that people say that all the fairies died off. Well, they mm-hmm. just went to somewhere else. Yeah. You know, I mean, obviously they did to a certain extent. So it's right. like, I don't know what this afterlife thing is going to be, but, um, you know, that was, wasn't that part of the, the conjecture was that Sookie was an angel or something? Yes. Yes. So, Yes. All she has to be do to be an angel is to call wherever she's from heaven, right? <laughs> no. I mean, or, you know, Pretty much. Be, you know, maybe not even that much, so. Yeah, yeah. I I mean, they can, they can, they can call it whatever they want, really. Yeah, they can call it whatever they want. Um, I'm wondering what the, you know, how any of this craziness changes their religious beliefs. Oh, yeah. yeah. That's a good point. Craziness. Like, well, 
The Bible didn't mention vampires and werewolves and shapeshifters. <laughs> it really didn't. It really, really didn't. They were not. Uh, they were not part of the creation story. I liked how Newland is still around. Oh yeah, yeah. He's, uh, you saw his picture selling the shotguns. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yes. It's funny that scene where where Hoyt's mom goes to get the shotgun. The rack, uh, she goes to pick up a shotgun off this rack, and there's a sign on the rack that says explicitly says, like, if you want to see a shotgun, please ask first or something like that. And it's mm-hmm. just really funny when she just goes and grabs it and takes off. I'm just like, there's a sign, and it was, it was weird because I'm thinking, why did the you know, production designer put a sign there that says to do exactly the opposite of what she does. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, I don't know. I figured that's just what the signs say at gun shops. I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. I would guess so. Because she knew what she wanted. I think she that's a really good point, question. though. But I feel like True Blood is not um, – I think, I think True Blood does tend to not, not quite – fully explore the ramifications of how much supernatural stuff is going on. Oh yeah. You know, I think, I think they do certain things with it, but what that, you know, as to like, what, what does it mean for your religious beliefs is something they, I don't think they'll ever even address. Yeah. You know, cause it seems like the characters just take it as, well, whatever, you know, mm-hmm. It doesn't say that, but uh, it's still true. Yeah, well, exactly. The Bible doesn't mention a lot of things, and yeah, pretty much they still doesn't mention dinosaurs. Do. You know, mm-hmm. so well, we're talking about things that are real here. Okay, <laughs> sorry, I forgot now, the uh, recent revelation that uh, the uh, Triceratops is not uh, possibly not a real exactly. dinosaur. Exactly. The uh, you know dinosaur is just a liberal conspiracy anyway. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I've never seen any fossils. Good point. Good point. <laughs> well said. That proves it. So we got a little bit more with Hoyt and Jessica. I guess they're getting a house, which was I'm like, really? Yeah. So uh, I guess they don't want her in Bill's house anymore. Guess not. Remember when she just came out of nowhere? Mm-hmm. And it was like, oh, we have to deal with Jessica now. Yeah. Uh I'll say that she's she's a lot better than I ever thought she was gonna be from the beginning. Oh yeah. When she was just the annoying brat, so Oh, she was so annoying at the beginning. So annoying Eric and Pam couldn't stand her. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it's weird. I they, they really it I almost feel like they pulled a loss with her where it was like they they built her up to be one thing, but then when we actually saw her, she was much less harsh. Mm-hmm. Like, well, I, I think there was a degree that they wanted. At least I don't know when they made the decision, but there was a clear decision that they wanted to focus on her being a shy, you know, yeah, new newly wrote, you know, new to romance girl, all that kind of stuff. So. Yeah. But uh, yeah, they definitely they definitely um, she definitely changed, but. Uh, you know, she became a vampire. Yeah, yeah. I mean, they just, they soften her character so much, it's like Eric and Pam couldn't handle her. Like, I don't mm-hmm. really believe it, you know. But I, I guess the idea is that she 
somehow, you know, that that was her initial uh, sort of, you know, when people are first vampires, they they kind of go crazy, I guess. And, well, she definitely calmed down a lot. Yeah. To a certain degree, she's got a job, you know. Yeah. She's just, I, she's just working and dating Hoyt. I mean, I guess that's all she does. Pretty much. But she's not killing werewolves, so. <laughs> yep. Yeah. I feel like so, she should be in school or something. Yeah. Yeah, I guess she doesn't feel the need to go to school anymore. Doesn't want to go to Bonton College? <laughs> They have a great program. I hope there's a Bonton College. There has to be. I hope they make her enroll there. <laughs> That'll be season five. I guess she can't really. She'd have to go to night school. You literally. Yeah, night classes. That'd be tough. I wonder how vampires feel about education in general. Mm-hmm. You know? Yeah, well. Well, let's just say this. Eric didn't graduate high school, so I don't know how he has certain skills. But <laughs> he has been around for 2,000 years. So. I think the the weird thing is that pick it up. Like, vampires don't age. So, mm-hmm. like, if you, have a, if you have a little kid vampire, they're just going to be that forever. So are mm-hmm. you just going to, you know, you shouldn't just leave them in school forever. But then, like, you make a new vampire and they're, like, 35 years old, well, they've probably already been to school. Well, yeah, it has to do with their age and then when they were made. Like I'm saying, like, Eric, they didn't have formal high school, you know, yeah. back in the Viking days. So, <laughs> they didn't have that back then. He doesn't have that degree. But, there wasn't uh, a well-established public school system. In, not that uh, I'm familiar with. Okay, um, okay. So I think that's part of it. You know, if he was just, you know, like Jessica's probably done with high school or was this is her senior year or something, mm-hmm. you know, but – Will she want to learn more later and go to school? I, you know, your your concerns may be a bit more pressing when you have a need to feed on humans. Mm-hmm. But, uh, <laughs> you know, I don't know. We should um, have an Ask a Vampire Day and ask the vampire that. We should. We should. What do you feel about education? <laughs> I mean, yeah, I'm sure yeah, they don't yeah. all feel exactly the same way, but I guess just culturally, I no, wonder. No, no, no. One can speak for all of them. <laughs> I'm sure of it. I just wonder, sort of culturally, like you know, what the what the standard view is on on education. You know, mm-hmm. is it is it a waste of time? Is it sort of an idle uh, thing you can do with your free time? You know, is it? Maybe important. Like I, I really have no I, no sense of how they how they view that. That's mm-hmm. that's kind of like what 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 do vampires mean for religion? I think. Yeah. One of those questions they probably won't ever answer. No, that's a different show. Yeah. This is sexy vampires. Sexy vampires. <laughs> Indeed. Not you know, educated vampires. Right. Um, but right, I wonder else? if they're good at it. Like, I wonder, I wonder if if 
you know, they have any extra, you know, I don't know. I wonder if they have good memories or, you know, because obviously some of the vampires have had to learn new languages. Like, I wonder how easy that was, you know. Mm -hmm. Like for Eric, for example, or Russell or whatever, you know, they probably learned more than one, you know, language through the years. Yeah. So they must have put in some time for that unless they're just naturally really good at that. Anyway. I think that's an interesting question. Well, apparently you do think that's all kinds of interesting. Yeah. And it is. Yeah, I really, I really like, I, I like, I like, even though True Blood doesn't really address such things, I like that it at least, uh, you know, gives you a foundation to think about it. Mm-hmm. By just setting up this, you know, world. Yeah. And at a fairly small scale, like we see some of the national uh, news and stuff, but for the most part, we're just like in the small town. The craziest small town in America. Really crazy. <laughs> really crazy. What a month they've had. <laughs> um, so, yeah, looking back over season three, um, I got to say when it started, I wouldn't have seen this ending coming, but... Um, Me either. It had so many storylines going on, it was sort of crazy. Yep. Uh, and all that back and forth about Sookie and Russell and this place in Mississippi and the vampires and werewolves, and it was just like... Yeah. Really for nothing for a lot of it. Yeah. Yeah, it was all a lot of around around and Yeah. Um, so that was a little unfortunate. Um there's a lot of good stuff, though. I, so I did like this season. It probably wasn't as good as, it, you know, wasn't as good as it could have been in some perfect world. But uh, yeah, I, I liked it. It was it was enjoyable. It's it went by pretty fast, though. Yeah, yeah. I think I I found season two uh, to be, uh, you know, more focused. Mm-hmm. Um, even though I had those low episodes. And I think some of the Fellowship of the Sun stuff, you know, was a little bit boring. But yeah. um but I think I think the Mary Ann plot line, you know, really tied everything together nicely and I, I guess I, I missed that aspect this season, you know. It just felt mm-hmm. it just felt like they tried to pull a lot of things together. I did like this season though. It was there was a lot of good moments and uh a lot of good like individual plot lines and of course Russell was a great character and I, I liked what they did with him and the thing mm-hmm. with Talbot and Eric and all that, that that all that stuff was really good. So Yeah. You know, um even though they wasted our time with some things, um I think I think overall it was a pretty good season. And I would say even though I probably liked last season a little better, it's not it's not that far behind. Yeah, I pretty much agree. Um, one of the things it seems like I, I, maybe we learned in this episode for the first time is that the werewolves actually do turn, shapeshift on during Oh, yeah, movies. they said that. That's right. <laughs> I thought it was weird how we wait to the end of the season for, with a cameo from <laughs> from a werewolf to finally get confirmation on the number one werewolf you know convention <laughs> of all time. I had given up. I started thinking it didn't even matter. They just kind of shapeshift when they want. But yeah, yeah. Apparently, the full moon is a real thing. Mm-hmm. 
So you're right. Yeah, so there it is. I'm glad they did it. They they basically, uh, they again, pulled a loss. He used the finale to tie up loose ends. Uh-huh, yeah. Throw in a little line. That's that's all they needed to do for the for the secret society. If they ah, just a little mm-hmm. more, they could have taken care of that too. Yeah. But you're right. It's good to know. You know, that's at least supposed to be part of it, even though they never showed it. I don't know. No. Nope. But it, in the end, it wasn't really about werewolves. No. Real wolves were just uh, a red They're herring. A red herring. <laughs> They like communism. Yeah. <sighs> yeah. Um. Tara and her mom. There's a scene with Tara and her mom. Mm-hmm. When the mom is sleeping with the minister. Oh, the I forgot minister. about that. Oh, yeah. 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 Yeah, what was that? Oh, she just she just like tells her bye because she's leaving, right? And and she just says like, "Good luck" or whatever. That's yeah, it. she tells her she hopes she'll be happy. Yeah, that's it. Yeah, okay, okay. I guess that was her. I guess that was her goodbye speech. Yeah, I was telling her goodbye speech. Um. I still didn't get the hint that she was leaving. I guess, like, I, I thought she was going to, like, go off on her own, but not, like, leave town. I, I guess I somehow... Go like, off on her own where? Go off on her own like somewhere else in town. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Pretty much. I'm going to go to Merlot's East, because Merlot's West is full. Um... <sighs> Their chicken fried their chicken fried chicken's better at my lot's east. So. See, I think the problem is like her leaving and trying to like make a new life for herself. Like, she's gonna have problems, you know. Like, no, she won't. I she's gonna know. have a conflict free life. <laughs> really? Totally. I just she's not gonna have any problems ever. It's but, gonna be smooth sailing from Tara Thornton here on out. Okay, I I don't know. Listen, this is how story works. You ever heard of Happily Ever After? Yeah, yeah. Sometimes it happens in the middle of a story. Oh, okay, (laughs) okay. Wow. I've never seen that before. And then the prince approached the castle and Happily Ever After. Wow. Yeah. What a story. Shakespeare did it. <laughs> did he? He did. He I must have missed that one. Yeah. So, anything else with this episode or season? Um, let me think. I feel like there should be. Am I forgetting about something? I guess one thing to see what the mom does is, like, at least say, like, she won't be alone. That the mom won't be alone? Yeah, when Tara leaves. Well, I don't know if it says that, because I don't think the minister's leaving his wife for real. I mean, he thinks she's... Oh, I she's forgot. Really, That's right. He, he was yeah, married. Yeah, he's married. And okay. The whole, he All said right. she's... He's gonna leave the wife, and I'm gonna be a well, nurse's wife, and that'll be my key to happiness. And so I don't know. I mean, she might be able to still 
be his mistress or something. She can still be, there you go. She can be his mistress. So, for, you know, for whatever foreseeable future, I guess. I don't, But I, it's not like they're going to necessarily be a couple and she's going to live happily ever after. So. Good point. I, for, I forgot I forgot he was, he was cheating. I, uh, yeah. I thought well, of course he is. He's a minister. Yeah, yeah. They, they all do that, I guess. Yeah. Well, God told him to. <laughs> when is Andy going to get that cast off his arm? Jeez. Oh, God. Yeah. Well, it's only been like three days or something, like, right? Yeah. I think it was like two, two days, you know, long weekend, whole <laughs> show. It feels like time runs differently on this show. <laughs> time runs differently in Bonton. Yeah, I'm telling you, man. It's. It, I feel like Bonton is like one of the one of the points in the Bermuda Triangle or something. Yeah, it's really the Bermuda Quadrangle. Yeah, it's like stuff that's going on here is craziness. Yeah, I feel like at some point in the show they should discover like something about the area of Bonton and like that explains. You know why it's the focus of so much supernatural. They, they hinted at that. You know, they hinted at that last season that it was the the strange focal point of supernatural activity. Yeah, yeah. So that's right. it'd be I forgot about that. Maybe they'll find they'll find a cave with water and light <laughs> near it. I hope so. <laughs> wow. Mm-hmm. This is what it's all about, Suki. I mean, they already did have the hole with the water that leads to another place. Mm-hmm. So, you You're know. right. Yeah, no, I already thought of uh, I already thought of Cave of Light when they showed that. Mm-hmm. It was more like a whirlpool of light. Yeah. Yeah, there's Cave certain, of Light had a whirlpool. So. Like fantasy imagery that seems to just be like a stock uh, way to go in portraying certain things. Like it's yeah, I think the you know the human the human psyche has defined certain things certain ways, and it's just limited to water yeah. and light and uh, air and yeah. Uh, Light colors and, and also like plant, like lush greenery, organic, natural yeah. imagery. Yes, uh, yeah, totally. It's, it's there's like five things you can yeah. do to portray certain concepts like that, and that's that's all we got, folks. Eskimos <laughs> have a hundred words for snow, and we have like five ways to portray positive and happiness and heaven and all that stuff. So. <laughs> What are you gonna do? I heard that Eskimo thing was an urban legend. Oh, really? Yeah. Well, all urban legends are true if you ask the right person. So. <laughs> Fair enough. Uh, Touche. I mean. Yeah, I know. Somehow that means something. <laughs> yeah, I don't actually know for a fact, but I just I think I heard that was uh, that they actually only have one word for snow. Yeah. Um. Well, we there's there's more than one word that it, that you know people who don't live in snow have so mm-hmm. they should have more than one. Okay, maybe two. I don't know. Well, <laughs> some, I assume, some small I assume, number. I assume the meaning behind that statement is that they have various terms for the you know uh, 
you know, the snow that's falling, snow that's ice, snow, you know, snow that's melting or snow that's more compacted or like variation. That's what I always assumed it meant. Not that literally just snow has a hundred different terms, but that like the variations of frozen water in their environment has various terms. Oh, okay. That's what I always thought that really meant. Okay. Okay. But I don't know if that's true. I'm just trying to give the Eskimos some credit. <laughs> <laughs> Fair enough. They get a little more nuanced, and uh, you guys just like snow a lot. Mm-hmm. Uh, anyway, um, what were we talking about before the diverge- divergence? Oh, um, I don't remember. Uh, water, light, snow. Oh, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I, I definitely uh, wonder where the fairyland thing's going. Um, if it really will turn out to be in Europe somewhere, or yeah. is it on another planet in the universe, or is it in another dimension? Like, how crazy are they going to get with that? Uh, uh, how you know what, having, uh, having you know? They, I mean, they're able to come to Earth apparently uh, since they see you know Claudine there. Uh, with Sookie before she disappears. Uh, So, you know, and also like Bill and Sookie, when they're unconscious, I guess, go, go to the fairyland somehow. Mm -hmm. Um, So that's, I mean, that's weird too. Um, Well, here's a question. What did you think of the scene when Sookie's walking, I guess she's in a cemetery or somewhere in the woods and the floating, you know, crystal chandelier UFO appears. Did you remember that scene? I don't remember that scene. There's a little short scene where she's walking, and I think she's in the white dress. It's kind of ethereal, dreamlike, and and this big floating orb that just kind of looks like a fancy chandelier. It's got light flowing from it. Sort of descends from the heavens, and she, like, gets close to touching it, and I think, wakes up or and now I forget exactly what happened afterwards but uh, uh, when is it in the episode well that's a good question I gotta figure it out let me see um, is it when is it when she's seeing Claudine or is that yeah is like I'm before? watching that scene right now yeah, I feel like it was early, but it was before. It was, like, earlier in the episode. I'm trying to think what... What part of that was... Where would Suki have seen that? I didn't make this up. I know that's what you're thinking. I'm making up scenes again. I'll tell you, that, that scene when Russell and Eric were tap dancing, I swear I saw that. Oh, that scene was so, like, a, a little bit from the Matrix when uh, when the Queen and Bill jump, jump at each other. Mm-hmm. They, like, rise up in the air and, like, launch themselves at each other. That was, that was weird. Yeah, we've never seen Bill fly. No. Oh, hover. Hover, Yeah. Hang ten, as it were. <laughs> Is that what they call that? Yeah. 
Maybe that's hanging 12. Where is that? Where is that chat? I don't know. Was it after? Are you sure that happened? Like, that's just so maybe, crazy. Maybe. I, I, I saw it several times. I remember seeing it at least twice when I watched the episode. And maybe it was in the previous episode. Maybe I'm getting it confused. Well, anyway, it's somewhere in the episode. I'm sure of it. But anyway, the whole point was it it, it made it seem like a UFO. And um, I was wondering if that was supposed to be some alien hint or something or some was supposed to be hinting us towards that direction or something. Yeah. Well, it could be. I just, I don't remember it at all. So uh, it's hard for me to... uh... This is why I watched episodes twice. (laughs) So I can remember things. Fair enough. Um, I'm trying to scan through, but I'm not, uh, it's, it's not in the cemetery scene. It's not in the cemetery scene. Uh, It was, it was early in, in the episode, but This from what I remember. Was it... Hmm, was it after the Fantasia stuff? Well, Sookie's there like the whole time, pretty much, and then she goes home, but... Yeah. I don't, I don't remember the end. It was just it was a short scene, and nothing really happens. I, I feel like she wakes up or something, though, after... She sort of touches the thing or gets close. Something happens, but I can't. I can't picture it. She wakes up. Did she go to sleep? I'm assuming. Well, I'm assuming she was dreaming it, so I'm assuming she wakes up. But oh, okay. Let's see. There's Jason. There's Sam and Terry. Andy and the FBI guys. Crystal and Jason, Karen and her mom, Renee, Lafayette, and Arlene, Alcide and Sookie. Mm-hmm. Oh, it's when she's going home, maybe. Maybe it's when she's on her way home. Jason and Andy. What's outside? Lafayette and his No, we don't see her going home. She's already home with Tara by the time... There she is with Tara. Tara, Tara, Tara. Then I'll see it in the truck with Bill and Eric. There's Russell getting buried. And there's Hoyt. And Jessica at the house. And there's Hoyt's... Is she going to go, like, shoot Jessica or something? Or is that is that supposed to be the idea? I guess that's the idea. She's going to try to shoot her. Or scare her or something. All right. Well, good luck with that. Okay, here's Suki answering the door. Eric's there. Um... 
Or sorry, Bill's there. Wait, is that Silky? Oh yeah, it is. Okay. And she lets him in, and then they talk for a while, and then she kicks him out, and then Eric shows up, and there's Tara leaving, and there's Sam shooting Tommy. Yeah, I don't think it's in that episode. I I, I scanned it. I didn't see it. It's yeah, a, it's something. I'm pretty sure I didn't make it up. Do you think it was from the last episode, or it's got to be within the last two? Because that's the whole Sookie the Fairy thing. God, now I wish I'd watched it more than once. Well, we'll find it. It's there somewhere. Maybe some listener can tell us what episode that's in. <laughs> I believe you. I just, uh, I would like to see it so I can think about what I think it means. Mm-hmm. It's really hard to find something when you don't know where to look. Yeah. yeah so she true. sees, like, a glowing... It's like a a chandelier, basically. You know the whole, you know what the the, the cemetery scene looks like when it's fairyland and it has like, you know, uh, fancy stuff. You know, they have crystal goblets and stuff like that. It's just like a chandelier. Um, And it it looked like it was from the fairy world, but it sort of descended down. But it also, since it was just floating out of nothing, it, it, it was reminiscent of like a UFO coming out of, you know, because it has, like, lights and stuff. And um, and since they dropped that alien hint, I didn't know know what they were doing with that. Yeah. Yeah. That's what I would expect. I don't know if... I would imagine the fairy world isn't another planet. Okay. Yeah, I would imagine it's some other dimension or something. Yeah. And it makes it real. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, if it is supposed to be on another planet, there's some craziness going on there because they can just appear on Earth and you can go there when you're unconscious. Mm-hmm. And I mean, that's just most planets, you know, you can't do that. What? You're going to the wrong planet, then. I guess I'm not going to any planet. <laughs> what? That's the wrong kind. What planets are you going to? The kind that lets me just travel. Okay. No visa required. <laughs> wow. You do need a passport, still. So. Oh, okay. Yeah, well. Well, you got to have something. It is. It's other planets. It's, you know. They, they require it. Mhm. Oh, is this the sh- is this the shot? Is this it? Oh, I saw something that. No, that's not it. <laughs> yeah, yeah please. Really if confused. someone can tell me where that is, uh, comments on Mister Podcast blog page or uh, in the uh, last TLLD dot net forum or uh, the uh, the Gmail is uh, Mister Podcast CJ at uh, Gmail dot com. 
because I can't. I Any can't of those remember. things would be good, because I presume one of you knows what Claude is referring to. Uh, I, and I have no idea. I would have to rewatch the entire season. So it's definitely within the last couple episodes. Like I said, okay. it's not. It's not just. It's not old. Okay. I feel like it's in. Oh, here it is. Here it is. Here it is. Here oh, you it found is, it. Here it is. Two minutes and like thirty something seconds. It's after the scene with Godric shows up, and they cut the Suki running through. Oh, it the is in this episode. Woods. It is in this. I thought it was. I thought it was recent. Two minutes and, and what? Like two forty something, two forty five, something like that. It cuts to Suki. And she's running through the through the woods in her fairy dress, and then you'll see what she sees. Okay. Only peace follows death for all. Wow. Wow. They really said that. Oh, here it is. <laughs> mm-hmm. Now mm-hmm. I remember this. <laughs> Now you remember when you see it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I had the same thought you did. <laughs> mm-hmm. Wow, was... all of that for you to just agree with my... Sorry, <laughs> I, yeah, I just, I totally blanked it out of my brain, but, uh, yeah, yeah, sorry to disagree with you, but, yeah, it seemed like they were hinting at the alien thing. Yeah, all right, well, good job. It is like a giant <laughs> chandelier. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's pretty big for a chandelier, but, yeah, you know. I guess that's those, the idea. Those fairies are just really garish. <laughs> Tone it down a notch. <laughs> Who are they trying to impress? Jeez. <laughs> Isn't that pixies around here? We get it. You're fairies. Mm-hmm. You'd expect it from leprechauns, but exactly. you know, they're always throwing their money around. <laughs> Literally. Oh. Like what? Um, I don't all know right. What that means. So, any uh, so the other big thing is Suki uses her fairy powers, and you know, I, you know, what are you gonna do? Using powers that you didn't know you have. It's all about using them and not trying, right? Yes. It's, it's always about not trying to use them. Yep. And just do it. Use your emotions. That's it. So she can, like, zonk people now, zap them or whatever she does. Mm-hmm. So I guess they won't be writing in werewolves to protect her anymore. <laughs> <laughs> I guess not. Now that she can do that, so... Man, if Jason finds out she's a fairy, what's he going to do? That's a good question. I really don't know. So that basically means that one of her... That basically, like, the person who was her grandfather wasn't her biological grandfather, and it was really a fairy man who slept with her grandmother. Is that what we're supposed to think? Uh... I thought it was that her grandfather, what you know, was was part fairy. Okay. Well, my question is, why isn't Jason part fairy? Well, I think he is, but 
for whatever reason it's uh it it it's it's like it skipped a uh well I guess skipped a generation is the right word. It uh Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Uh, <laughs> if, if, if we want to talk about genetics here, why isn't Jason Well, it's sort too? of like how uh you know, you can have you can have um you know, you can have one parents with different color eyes and the kids, you know, might have one or the other, you know, like he mm-hmm. he came out human. Mhm. He didn't get the fairy stuff. All right, it, it's uh, okay. That's weird. It happens, I guess. Because uh, yeah, it seems like people would be clamoring for Jason, but he's but he's not a fairy because he's got a regular blood type. So yeah, yeah, he's definitely different because also like Marianne could take him over, and yeah. she couldn't take Suki over. I'm surprised Marianne didn't didn't think Suki was a fairy. She yeah. should have been around when fairies were around, right? Uh, yeah, maybe. Presumably, I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. What are you? She had no idea. What are you? People have said that so much. I'm just a waitress. Oh, jeez. Whatever, Suki. Yeah, right. You haven't worked at Merlot's and <laughs> you got to lose that health insurance and you got to get back to work pretty soon here. <laughs> You're lucky Sam barely notices. <laughs> He's too busy firing all of his staff. It's so funny. Sam kicked everyone out of his restaurant last episode, mm-hmm. and now it's back to normal. Like, nobody even says a thing. No. This town is just used to, they just take so much crap from everybody. and yep. they just, They're the best people. They just keep on picking. They do. True they Americans do. right here. True Americans. <laughs> Yes. I mean, they had endless, a man to and forgiveness and compassion. Yeah. They just, you know, it's a Southern style. Mm-hmm. I forgot about that. Oh, God, yeah, they don't even address it. Like, Arlene's mm-hmm. there, and Terry's talking to Sam, and none of them are like, hey, you just, like, cussed us all mm-hmm. out yesterday <laughs> and told us we were all fired. Yeah, totally. <laughs> And I guess the witch chick is gone now. Oh, yeah. I thought they were going to do something with her, but I don't even think we saw her. Yeah. I'm wondering if, if I mean, this would be awkward, but I'm wondering if now she's just going to be gone and whatever she was going to do witchcraft-wise with Arlene's baby, like Lafayette's going to do. Oh. Like she maybe. don't get dragged into that storyline. She was just she was just there temporarily until they got the Lafayette storyline going. Yeah. Yeah. So they could tie it in. Yeah, maybe so. Yikes. Yeah, what are they doing crazy. with him? Like he's gonna do magic and what? You know, this is so Weird. funny. I I was reading something a comment or something about True Blood, comparing it to the books and you know, Lafayette dies in the beginning of the second book and yeah uh and you know he's the one who's found in the car the books and uh and it, but somewhere somebody said they were talking about true blood and the differences between the books and and they said something like you know blah 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 after all in the books lafayette turns out to be a walking corpse and i said what what <laughs> yeah i'm like 
was like, and this is before I, I remembered he was, you know, he got killed early on in the series, and I'm like, what? He's 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 a walking corpse. Like that's his secret. Like that is gonna. Like I'm thinking like that's gonna explain his witchcraft and all this. So I went to do some research on this walking corpse thing. Like he's just some undead corpse. I'm thinking like that's so crazy to make this character just an undead corpse. Wow. Not a vampire, you know, not no, a vampire. No, 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 no. Yeah, just, and I'm thinking, like, that is so, in, that's interesting, it's insane. It's basically and like it, a really smart zombie. Yeah, exactly, like a zombie, and he's, uh, he hasn't lost his thinking skills, yeah. and somehow he gains these other powers, or I don't know what, but I was like, wow, that is so crazy. He's just, he's just a corpse who works in, in the kitchen. I'm like, all right, corpse in the kitchen. When did he die? Like, what happened? Like, uh, so I did some research, and that just seems to be not true at all. Like, okay. He seemed like he was just normal, and then he got killed. And, okay. and I'm assuming whatever comment they meant was just referring to the fact that he got killed. Okay. Okay. Earlier on the second, in the beginning of the second. So anyway, it's a, a little long tangent, but it was just, it was so crazy. I'm thinking like, man, that's Lafayette's secret. Is he the walking corpse? How is that going to work? <laughs> I hate when corpse. people on the internet say things and it just, uh, uh, you know, makes you leap to the wrong conclusions. Mm-hmm. Thanks a lot, guys. Thanks for nothing. Mm-hmm. Well... I think that does it for the podcast, unless you have anything else. Um, no, I think that's it. I think that's it. Any big predictions for next season? Covered all the big points. Uh, you know, really, like, I have no idea what they're going to do next season. In, like, mm-hmm. overall. I mean, I know some specific plot points they need to address, but I really don't know what the story is going to be. I'm, I'm assuming, as I said earlier, we'll see more Fairyland and learn more about that and maybe learn all we are going to learn about the fairies and their world and what happened. And that that's my big guess for like a big thing they could do next season. Mm-hmm. And of course, um, Bill's going to kill, you know, kill the queen and maybe try to kill Eric or something. And, mm-hmm. you know, uh, the other storylines sort of continue in the obvious way. Um, I'm wondering if they're going to come up with a new villain for next season. If they're going to just do that every season, have one big villain. Yeah. Seems like that's the pattern. You know, so so I don't know who that's going to be. I mean, obviously, like last season, we wouldn't have known it was going to be Russell because they didn't yeah. show him. So yeah, so they could bring in some new well, character. Well, let's just say I don't think Claudine is is uh, is all that she's cracked up to be. I oh, you don't trust that. Claudine? Of course, her name's Claudine. <laughs> And she's like, you know, offering people wine and beverages and uh, elixirs and uh, and safety. And no, no, she's up. You can't it. trust a Claudine. You can't trust a Claudine. No way. <laughs> now a Claude, you could trust all day long. Mm-hmm. But a Claudine, you know, not as far as I could throw her. Um, Do you think she's going to be the uh, the villain next season? You know, I. I I almost want to say yes, but I feel like it'll be it'll the villain will be someone related to her or related to that storyline. I feel like more likely, and I feel like it'll be more like, you know, Claudine is going to be the one to tell Sookie what she needs to know and protect herself. But yeah, but it'll be some other villain villain. But I, I still think there's something surreptitious about Claudine. I think there will be, 
you know, I don't think the, the fairies have the best intentions uh, since they are rapists. So, um, <laughs> you know, I think if they were like, hey, we want to take over all of humanity or something like that, I wouldn't be surprised if True Blood fairies have some crazy plan like that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. We want, we want to kill all the vampires or something. So it makes Sucky, you know, put between the two worlds. Oh, okay. Like, yeah. Is she going to join, you know, she's, is she going to go with the vampires who want to kill the fairies or with the fairies who want to kill the vampires or something, you know? Uh, yeah. You yeah. know, like the fairies want to come back or something, and if they can't come back unless the vampires are gone or mm-hmm. whatever the dilemma will be. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. Um, I feel like we'll, fairy, see Tara yeah. do, we'll see Tara doing stuff on her own, maybe. Something will drive her back, though. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. The only thing I can envision for her is she just, like, drifts around and, like, ends up uh, ends up meeting someone and then, like, getting involved in some kind of business. Mm-hmm. Like, like, I don't know. And then it turns out to be something else. Like, I don't know. It just, it seems like... When characters go off on their own, they just get into trouble. Yeah. So they call it TV. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I don't really fully understand, but I think I agree. Yeah, it's true nevertheless. Yes. Um, all right. Well, yeah, I'm not, I'm not, I can't make any solid predictions for next season, but, um, you know, Jason leading the people, uh, oh, God. where could that possibly go? Um, oh, God, they make it really hard. Like I'm thinking about last season, like how much of this season we could have predicted and it, very little. I mean, they, they didn't really give us a lot to go on. Mm-mm. Uh, um, Sookie didn't kill Debbie, right? I don't think so. Debbie's still around? Yeah. Yeah. Right. I, th- I, th- I think she gets away. I think she, she runs away after that attack on her house. She scampers with her tail between her legs? Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> metaphorically, metaphorically. Of course. They just wanted to use the CG to make it literal. Um... <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so they can anyway. bring her, they can bring her back and they can bring out feedback if they want. Mm-hmm. Now she's the good guy she'll never have. Pretty much. You know, come on guys, whatever. Yeah. Alright, well until next time. Yes, uh, we'll be back next season <laughs> for uh, more True Blood business. We'll have to pick up another show to uh, try to follow with Mr. Podcast, so uh, you guys have more podcasts to listen to, but uh, so long, True Blood, uh, season three. Boom, there it went. There it went. Uh, all right, well, thanks, guys. We'll catch you next time. All right. See you later, or stake you later. Oh, I have to stop it. <laughs> I'm waiting. Fuck. <laughs> I was
was waiting for you. I'm out of the habit. All right, guys, and Mr. Podcast ends now. Oh, sorry. Now.